Hi, friend. Welcome to day, we'll say 75 of the year of our Lord, Jesus, 2021. And also day, the stimmy is loose um, of the pandemic, uh, 2021. Also known as right now, March 16th, 2021. I thought I was going to record on the 15th, which is Monday, but it's it's 12.15. So this is a new Tuesday, you know? It's brand spanking new. It hasn't even walked around yet. hasn't used its legs yet. Um, so anyway, welcome to the Goddesses Watching Podcast. Um, if you don't know who Beezus is, um, hopefully you know who Hova is, the uh jay-z you know this podcast the goddess is watching podcast was named after streets is watching by jay-z but then technically this episode is called cranky christians and (laughs) so you can use it as god is watching goddess is watching whatever my cat just found like a brand new fucking like toy that I, i don't even know where she found it it's like a mouse that's making bell sounds I don't understand. I don't know where she got it. I only unpack like toys like when I feel like the catnip is like you know losing its uh, strength. <laughs> so I don't know where she got a new toy from unless she found where I keep them in, in like in the closet. It's weird. These cats are getting a little too smart. Like this bitch learned how she. I don't. She knows how to open my bedroom door. So every day when I go to bed, I close my door um, to my bedroom, but I always keep a light on in the hallway, but I don't want the light to be shining on me like the entire night. Also, it's weird to just like sleep with like doors open. It's odd to me. Um, So I don't know where, like she knows how to open it and she always just like cracks it open just a little bit. Yesterday, her and I were definitely beefing. We've been having some issues about her and the rug in the bathroom. It's just, it's too much. Uh, She doesn't like me. I don't like her. But yesterday, what she started doing was she would open the door to get into the room. And then she would walk back to the door and open it some more while making like these kind of very catty sounds. And then she would walk into the room and then she goes back to the door and pushes it open even more. And I was like, if you want to, like, if you want to, like, fight, let's just fight. Like, you don't have to do these passive-aggressive things. It is 3 in the morning, and this fucking light is shining bright on me, and you want to start, you know, your bullshit. Your bowl is fucking full. You've got primo grade-A water. I mean, you've got the whole fucking place to yourself. There's toys. You know, we're we're cuddling. It's raining earlier, but, she, you know, she she has an attitude problem. been in the house too long. How are you, friends? How was your week? Don't be fucking rude. Beyonce just won for all the women. She's making herstory. Blue Ivy's making herstory. Answer the goddamn question. How the fuck are you? Elated, hopefully, that Beyonce is winning all of these awards. She looks like she doesn't really care about them. She looked good last night. Anyway, I was asking you how you were. How the fuck are you? 
Uh-huh. Cool, cool, cool. So you drank all the water? Uh-huh. Took the vitamins. Okay, okay. What are you doing to incorporate sea moss into your diet? It's just a question, friend. Apparently, there's like 92 vitamins in it. I'm interested. I'm trying shit out soon. I'm just saying. Um, uh-huh. D- did you uh did you exercise your mind, your body, your spirit? Hmm. I mean, we could all work on that. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, did you love yourself? Did you treat yourself at least once this week? Well, I hope you did. I am good. Thank you for asking. So sweet, so sweet. Um, I'm still on my fucking cleanse. <laughs> and uh, so it's been, it's day 16 now. I've got two teas in front of me. Uh, I decided to incorporate a mango into my diet um, because I was reading more and more about it. I was like, I think I can throw in a mango like at the end of the day, at the end of the day. So that was my little treat for the week. I got myself a mango for every day. Um, this the thing is gonna be over soon. Like I'm going into like I'm trying to train myself to be a fucking vegetarian again. I can never go vegan because I do believe in real cheese. That's the only thing I don't trust with you vegan. Well, there's a lot of stuff I don't trust with you vegans. But, you know, your righteous indignation, first of all. But there's a different story for a different day. I've been making myself hungry. I barely go anywhere. It was raining and cold. I didn't feel like going to work out in the fucking cold. So I barely like took my fucking like walks this week, like maybe a couple times. Um, it's And also I'm not eating meats. <laughs> I'm not eating like any like cooked food right now, you know? So like my body's at room temperature, like fucking like natural fucking ingredients. And I'm just like, I'm like, I think... I think you're dying. Like, I can feel all the colds. <laughs> I was watching this show and some girl was like yelling at some skinny girl and she was like, eat some red meat or something. I don't know. It was really funny. Um, I started watching a ton of fucking air fryer like recipe videos out of fucking nowhere. I don't know. Like, so like your mind... I log on to my fucking phone and I could be thinking about something else. My mind will be somewhere else. And I log on to fucking like Instagram or Twitter or whatever the fuck ever. And there's always a commercial for fucking food (laughs) or it's somebody making a recipe. And those recipe videos on these fucking social media apps are always so contagious because I'm like, what are you going to (laughs) make? everything is so fascinating. Like, Ooh, what is this? Oh. And then you never want to, you know, the ones that I hate are the ones where things turn into fucking cake. I don't understand what that's all about. Like that entire industry needs to be taken out of fucking like commission, like slap them with fucking lawsuits for obviously lying to people like, but who, ugh, it's just gross. I I can't under, I, mm -mm. cakes are supposed to be pretty pies, you know, the, all of these things that we're turning into, like, stay in your, stay in your fucking lane. I don't want to see like another 
it's like a bucket of fucking chicken and they cut into it and it's fucking cake. I don't like it at all. Because I really wanted a bucket of chicken. Ah. I looked up recipes on how to make, remake like restaurant uh, foods in a like in an air fryer and I saw all types of, I was just watching like these videos, just like, I'm going to get an air fryer. Like I said, I guess it's time. I looked up every single fucking like thing. <laughs> like my algorithm was so fucking confused on YouTube, like food videos, food videos. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was, I don't know. It was fascinating. You people are very talented out there. And I don't know what is going on with this air fryer, um, like how they put the shit in our heads and how everybody seems to fucking have one. My stepmom has like two, I think, like two or three. I was like, what the fuck do you need all these different air fryers for? Then I'm watching all these goddamn videos and you need a bunch of different air fryers for all these cute little like uh, recipes people are making. I saw like, it was a lot. I looked up everything. Then I started looking up how to cook Jamaican food. I was like, fuck it. That's it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start making my own Jamaican food. I'm not going to be spending all this money. You know, it's time time to <laughs> really, really hone in on some skills. And I'm looking up like, well, you know, if I'm going to eat meat, let's make sure it's halal. So I'm looking up like the like butchers that I'm going to. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm so fucking hungry, <laughs> but I'm not hungry. I'm perfectly fine, but I am, I need, I really, I really need like warm food again. This like eating green shit is great. And then like, you know, the, the, this part of the cleanse ends this week. And then I move on to like, it's just vegetables and it's so fucking cold. And I'm like, when, when do I get the soup? Like right now it's just raw foods. Um, and it's shit that I like, but who like, I feel like a fucking rabbit in a fucking garden, just only natural ingredients, please. I'm like finding where to buy oxtail. I looked up every recipe I found a company that ships Zambian food to America. I was on a fucking food bender in my head. Like they would find me like in a fucking like hospital for like, I don't know, just food intoxication if that's like a thing. Like if I ate every single thing that I thought about. It was so weird. So, so fucking weird. But, <clears throat> you know, I'm good overall. <laughs> I'm actually really good. I didn't have like a, it was a very quiet week, you know, didn't really interact with too many people this week. I, it was kind of quiet on all fronts, just like, you know, the huge, the, the, the fam. And, um, I started watching Instagram stories again. That was nice. Like people are really living life. <laughs> Some people are having fun. People are out. Um, you hoes are out. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how many, and I guess I have a lot of younger people, like 20, 25. There's a little early or just mid twenties and they just landed in there. And it's some of these like, 
you know, people that I've just known over the years that I don't really think about in a party context because I've never seen them in that way. Like they were never old enough like to come out with me when I was deep in my party days. Um, do not watch the, the, their stories. Just it fucked up my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, first of all, it always starts out with the same thing, like meet up later, DM for address. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, you have like 2,000 fucking followers. You're 25 in LA. Okay, okay. Uh, then the next videos you see is just like people on people on people on people. No masks. No masks. There's no mask and everybody looks like they are between 21 and 25. And that's it. Um, and it was just like, okay, I'm, am I, I feel like I'm being, you know, being the auntie, like, what, what are y'all doing? Like, we, we're almost out of this bitch. We're almost out. You guys can just, just hold on just until like, maybe like May fam, just hold on. No, these kids are fucking out there. Um, I see another one and that house was even more packed and it's just all of these young <laughs> people and I'm like, friends, come on. We're so fucking close. We're almost out of it. We're almost out of this bitch. Like we could have a really good summer, but you guys want to waste it on fucking spring break. Like the Brits are on their third wave. Uh, Italy is, oh, I'll wait until, you know, I'll wait until, well, I won't talk about it, like, in the America's Burning Report, but, like, a couple of these fucking, like, countries, three of them. Germany, I think, is another one. Like, they're on their third waves, and they opened up shit. It's just, ugh. I want to go out this summer. I want to go do some shit this summer. <laughs> Please. <sighs> anyway. Did you, um, you know, watch watch the Grammys? I wasn't really excited. Though I was excited because Megan was going to perform. And I wanted to see, um, yeah, that was it. I don't think there was anybody else. Like the, like the Grammys this year, like, didn't seem like there, like there was, like, something exciting, like, to fucking, like, watch. Um, but nonetheless, I, um... I did. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I watched the performances and some of the uh, like acceptance speeches, and I was so happy for Megan. She looks so cute. <laughs> she just looks so cute the entire night. Like her outfit, like was really pretty. I love that color, um, and she looked just. She looked beautiful. And then, like, her reactions to everything and even her speech, everything was just so freaking cute. I was just happy for her. And it was nice to see her, like, smile and, um, you know, and then you go online and then everybody's like, Nikki should have been one that award, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I, it's just, it's nice for Megan, though. It's not, can we, can it, can we let it be nice for Megan? And then uh, I watched, so last night all I saw was just like what, whatever was like on social media, just as far as like looks and things like that. Um, and then today, today I watched the the performance, uh, the performances. <laughs> and Megan by herself, I thought was cute. I think baby's working on her choreography. 
Um, she seems really comfortable on the fucking stage and um the outfits were super cute. I liked all the different like and like she incorporated like tap dancers and like all like it was like a 1920s, maybe 30s type like feel uh to it, like big band, <laughs> but with rap. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Um then she came back and she she performed by herself and then she came back and performed with um Cardi. I loved Cardi's wig. Loved it. Her outfit was interesting. And then today I found out it's 18 pounds. So I'm not gonna lie, she looked, she looked a little stuff. She looked just a little just, just a little stuff. And um the performance I thought was I was watching it like the WAP is on the Grammys. <laughs> like every other word is just a repeat. It's like WAP, WAP. I can't even say like any of the words and I'm just like, uh-huh. And Cardi was, I don't know, like she, maybe it was the costume. Like she just, it, uh, you know, stiff wear, stiff there. It was just a little, you know, Then Megan came on and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Megan is performing. When she said that she on one of the speeches that she won out of her three awards, she was like, um, she wanted to be uh the rap Beyonce. And I'm like, I see what you're doing, boo. I see what you're doing and I like it. <laughs> so I was proud, I was proud of her. Um Billie Eilish one, a person whose music I've never listened to because I don't like her hair. <laughs> I don't understand her look. I don't get it. It's just like, I don't get it. It's fine. It's, it's, the, it's the hair. I always think she's like in a comic book. And then I, like I was, I don't know. Like I heard about her last year and she was, she said that she was influenced by like 90s hip hop or something like that. As far as like her, it's hot. I don't know who said it, but it was, I guess, talking about her look. And I was like, well, who had this hair? Somebody has to tell me because it just confuses me. It looks, it always just kind of looks like you made an attempt, then follow through. I want to look. I know she had like some sort of, um, you know, because everybody's a fucking perv. And I guess she's, she's young. Um... And she always like wears like baggy clothes. I don't mind like the baggy clothes, but I just I want something done with that that hair. You know, for me. I'm very confused. Because it's always just down and it's it's that green. I'll be honest with you, I think it's the green. Nonetheless, uh Billie Eilish won um an award. I think it was for record of the year. And as I was watching the speeches, <laughs> hers was cringe. Cringe is the word. She goes on this long praising of Megan and how Megan should have won the award. And then she like immediately like cuts it off and she's like, but I'm so thankful and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Keep that same energy. <laughs> Tell the Academy you don't accept their award and give it to Megan. Like, don't, I don't, like, I don't like white artists, like, doing that. 
I don't like it. Like, it's just weird at this particular point. If you think that it's an injustice, like Adele, I remember Adele, like, uh, shout out to Adele winning a Women's History Month because she doesn't have to pay that scumbag of a husband any alimony. They get um, joint custody of their child. A win. We're still waiting for justice for Halle Berry, who, um, who has to pay that beautiful model. <laughs> Alimony. A man insisting he's broke and is collecting $16,000 from Halle Berry every single fucking month. He should just volunteer his like himself as tribute. Just get out of here. What is wrong with you? A legend? Have you seen Halle Berry lately? She's very beautiful. She's just very beautiful. I was on her, like, I don't go to, like, her Instagram that often. And I was just like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I like the new boyfriend. I like the the two of them together. Like, I really, and I don't know where the fuck she lives, but I need her house. It's always so green. It looks like she's, like, in Hawaii or somewhere tropical. Like, there's so much greenery around. Oh, my God. It's so pretty. Anyway. I was talking about Adele. Uh, you know, that year when Beyonce should have won for fucking Lemonade. And they just... 25 was not a good album, Adele. And I'm sorry to have to say that. Um, For me, I love 21 and I love 19, but ugh. Um, it just, it just didn't catch on. Also, I don't know if I was going through a heartbreak at the time, you know, like I need to be hurt. I probably should listen to it. <gasps> Ooh, I should listen to it now. You know, all the residual feelings of 2021 or 2020, it always just, I feel like I'm in constant heartbreak or just, you know, always on the verge of like crying. Uh, you never know. <laughs> I was looking at a tree earlier and then I'm like, uh, just, you know, sad memory comes in and I'm just like, I still can't believe it. And then, you know, I'll try to like distract myself, do something. I'm, you know, cleaning out my closet. And then it's like, I still can't believe it. And it's, these are different things. It's just like the trauma from fucking 2020 is just like on so many different levels. I don't know how we're going to be able to, you know, get out of this fucking shit. Um, but I'm sure Adele will help me with my feelings. I'm going on tangents, boy. Anywho. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the, it's, it's, the Grammys have historically just been terrible, like, uh, and they continued that trend with, uh, Taylor Swift winning through like her third album of the year award. Need I remind you Prince never got that. I believe Mariah Carey doesn't have that. I gotta go figure out if Beyonce has one. Jay-Z doesn't have one. Like, it's... And I don't, like... I was online, you know, the 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 Stan girls always kind of pop up, you know. Uh, and I see, like, the Taylor Swift fans are just like, she better get an award. She better get an award. Folklore was, like, the soundtrack to my life. And I keep seeing people, like... And, you know, some of them black. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of them black. Um, posting like it was it was a good album. I was like, the, the girls seem to like it. I only listened to one song because she did one with Bon Iver, 
And I liked it because I love Bon Iver. I loved, I love his sound. But when I listened to, I tried to listen to it, it reminded me of, like, I thought she was copying the killers. There was a sound that she was attempting that was, it just, it seems a little foreign. Like, I didn't, I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard her sound different. I think this was just kind of like a gimmick that she's kind of going with. You know how they, you know, all the girls put on different looks. Remember we did fucking Gaga with Joanne, you know, and uh, like Gaga when she's with fucking like Tony Bennett. As I like Gaga. I like when people come out with like a new, Rihanna is the fucking queen of that where it's like, We've cut off the fucking hair from the SOS video. It's now black. We wear leather. Let's get this fucking show on the road. And Umbrella like drops. And then the next album was just like, by the way, this is what we're fucking doing now. Like she just has so many iconic like fucking looks. Like, you know, the fucking Madonna. Somebody actually said that. They were like, Britney, everybody said that Britney should be, um, uh, like should have been the next Madonna and somebody was like, Rihanna is right there. And I have to agree when it comes to the sounds of the albums. I remember my mom, uh, loved Madonna's. Oh man. Ray of light. Oh no. Secret secret. Oh my God. Like she was obsessed with secret. I think that was the name. She had this, like, it was like a mint sort of background. It was just her with her blonde hair. I think she had a nose ring and red lipstick. And that was like her new thing. And that one had, did it have take a bow? And it was just like, Ooh, this Madonna is like, it was, I don't know. It was different. And every album she had something different. Like if you, ah, she should get her flowers at Madonna. Um, but I don't know the, I didn't watch, like I watched the little baby performance with Tamika Mallory. Um, I thought her speech was great. I mean, I thought her, them incorporating her was great. Um, especially after last year, like I just still feel sort of, I feel a little bit uncomfortable with just like a blatant copy of what's been happening to us on the streets. So his performance depicting, you know, rioting or arresting black men and you know i don't know it's just I, we like we see that enough like there's no need to reenact that i know it was like a little copy off of his um uh video but i thought the ending with the fireworks was pretty um i loved killer mike's um part he sounded great um but i don't know it was just eh, to me. Um, I know. I, I just yeah. I don't want to see those visuals. <laughs> Not right now. Um, it's just so fresh. Like last year is just so fresh. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I didn't watch the awards, but those those things were kind of entertaining. I don't. I don't know what Harry Styles is doing, but I don't like it. His outfits, or this is like Billie Eilish to me. You guys are going around praising him for um, apparently destroying masculinity or whatever. No, his outfits are ugly. I get it was very cute that he matched his mask with his blazer, his jacket. But the outfit was ugly. There was no style there whatsoever. And every time I see him in these sort of, you know, 
uh, gender like bending or like, you know, you know, whatever people think, like, I don't care if you wear a skirt <laughs> for me personally, but for the other people that are like shocked and like, Oh, he's so avant-garde. I'm like, no, that's ugly. I've seen better fucking skirts, dresses, find a cute one. I don't like this sort of aloof style. It's bothersome. You could do better. Also, if you're from that band that had Zane, I'm also a Zane fan. That's uh, that's that's my style right there. Have you seen him in Vogue with his Hadid uh, lover? I don't know if she's Bello or Gigi. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say Gigi. I'm not sure. All right. Um, they had. I think that it was a spread in Vogue, and they looked. He ate her the fuck up. Like his outfits were so fucking amazing. I need a guy that dresses like that. Mm -mm -mm. That is a good style. She looked cute, but not cuter than him. Not that day. Um, like her, I think her sister who was dating the weekend, like she, like she always looked like amazing, like next to the fucking weekend. Like he was like, he was not the star of that show, but Zane, Zane can dress. He's a good looking man. I saw this video that she put out because I, I think they just had a baby and he was like cooking for us. Like he cooks too. So he sings pillow talk and cooks with the hair. He's got nice hair. Anyway, I don't know what's going on. Let's get started with the America's Burning Report. All right. All right. This week in the America's Burning Report... We start off with our first story, as always, the corona motherfucking virus. The shit is real. Um, uh, we seem to be possibly improving, although something went up. I forgot to write it down, but um, we're currently sitting at 29.5 million cases here in the United States, and... Um, uh, 535,000 people have died and the number keeps growing. I think it was, I didn't do the weekend number, but I think it was lower than the 4,800 that we had the week before. Um, and just terrible, <laughs> still under the same umbrella of Corona. Um, the pandemic made U.S. billionaires 1.3 trillion dollars richer um i saw a post going around today about how the homeless unfortunately do not get like a stimulus check so it's like yeah you're an american you're a citizen um but because you don't really have a place to stay and you probably don't have a bank account anymore, like we're not going to make an effort like to actually like actively give you money that could probably change your life. Um, there is a way, I guess, if people go in to you like file, you have to file like some sort of like appeal or something to see if they can get you started on that. So I hope more people find out about that because that shit. Seriously, like some people just need like sometimes you just need a fucking week, you know, <laughs> like clean up, gather your thoughts, probably get like a really good night's fucking like rest. You're eating some food, 
you go to a fucking like job interview, you never know. Sometimes you meet somebody there and that's looking for somebody to stay and maybe they give you like a deal and then like, you know, you slowly start to fucking pick your pieces back up. But a lot of people aren't even given like these opportunities at second chances and it's terrible. It was raining um, today in San Diego and just a few blocks down from like where I live, um, like an underpass where home insecure people are there and some 71-year-old man somehow ends up in an accident and killing three of them. Um, And people are in the hospital that were injured. I believe seven people were injured. And it's just like terrible. Like on top of how fucking cold it is, people are out there. We're in a fucking pandemic. They're even more vulnerable, like, you know, having been out there. Now they can catch the fucking flu. And then some fucking impaired 70 fucking one-year-old. Yikes. Um, and speaking of one of the reasons that some people might end up like on the fucking like street, um, one, obviously like it's money, like people are ending up homeless just because of a fucking like medical bill and part of like a medical bill, like some people went to the fucking hospital and got a fucking hip replacement and then got hooked on fucking, um, opioids They get a fucking, they get cut off, get a fucking drug problem, they end up on the fucking street, or dead. Maybe some things, like, work out. But according to the CDC, during this pandemic, um, I'm sorry, CDC scientists say that fatal drug overdoses nationwide have surged about 20% during this pandemic, killing more than 83,000 people in 2020. When they went in to dig a little bit deeper about that, they found that it's affecting um, these scientists in, um, I believe, in Philly and California, because the CDC does not look at race, I guess, when it comes to these um, types of deaths. But these scientists um, actually said it's affected heavily in Philly and Cali, um, black um, drug users. And they said it was basically linked to, um, like, the war on drugs with how they, I mean, when you watch all of these crack um, fucking documentaries that are popping up now, like, it just is fucked how bad, uh, like, America just... (laughs) does not care about black people. It just, it just does not care. And the way that they demonized and made such a, like these exaggerated like facts, they made up shit about what was really going on with the crack epidemic as if it wasn't the government that was actually fucking bringing that shit into the fucking community, but whatever. Um, they made it to where they um, villainize black people, black mothers, especially with the whole, you know, crack baby like situation, um, which those numbers were heavily like fucking like inflated. And you should really watch some of these crack documentaries. Like it's fucking nuts. Um, but now with the way the opioid, um, 
crisis has been basically killing, I believe, like 52,000, like mostly like white Americans, like every single like fucking year for the last like few years, at least since like 2016, 2017. Um, and white people are getting acknowledged for that crisis, like during Trump's term, you know, during Obama's term. Um, but according to this report during this pandemic, whites, um, are helped with, uh, being offered like chances to go to rehab. Whereas one woman that they talked to in Philadelphia said that her mother had had some sort of surgery and then, you know, the thing happened, she got addicted and she went to her doctor and said, I'm, I think I'm addicted to these pills. I would like some help. And they denied her, um, and denied her also a, uh, um, like this medication that, um, helps with like relapses and things like that. Like it's, it's a whole thing. You should actually, um, look for the story on NPR, um, 83,000 people dying during this pandemic and her mother ended up dying. So it was something that they could have just like been so easy and, you know, helped out, but no, they decided to not help this black woman, but she talked about how, um, the whole report was interesting how it's just bias. It's bias for black drug users and, you know, how white people are given the chance. It's like this shit is fucking systemic, even like in the, <laughs> you would think you want to help anybody that's on fucking drugs, but no, that's not the case. So it's fucked and even more fucked during this fucking pandemic. Moving on to story number two, which usually is the fuck you Joe Biden report. And I do have some fuck yous before I actually congratulate him on something. Fuck you, Joe Biden. We've had 1,300 people deported um, since your first day. Um, you clearly said that you were not going to be deporting anybody within the first 100 days, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Awkward. Uh, fuck you. Um, especially because it's uh, Haitians and Africans. And if you want to go see what the fuck is going on in fucking Haiti, uh, look up the hashtag free Haiti. It's some crazy fucking shit. And most of this shit can be attributed back to us here in America. And colonialism, but whatever. Um... Not really colonialism for... You ever think about financial colonialism? Uh, financial white supremacy. <laughs> because that's how we fuck with places like Haiti and Cuba. You cut off the money, cut off some supplies, cut off some shit, and you just, you know... So I don't know what that's called except white supremacy. Anywho, um, next you, um, hmm, last week, uh, one of the days, 32, I'm sorry, 3,200 children were stuck in a, um, California Border Patrol, like, a uh, facility, um, the highest in the agency's, um, history, and nearly half had been held, um, past, the 72 hour, um, maximum. So fuck you. You also introduced some sort of new, uh, cause you know, we're still going to have these camps. <laughs> uh, 
facilities. I'm sorry. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, um, you know, the pretty word is. I don't, I don't know. So these, um, concentration camps <laughs> where they keep children. Now they're involving FEMA. Do you, FEMA to come help the children, uh, I guess be help the children. I don't know if they're sending them back or if they're looking for family here. I don't know, but FEMA is going to be involved. I just want to give a quick reminder that um, Joe Biden is old as fuck. I believe this man is 78 years old. He has been in government for a very long time, and his administration is responsible for starting these camps um, that held the children, <laughs> families, but, you know, the children were with the families. So, you know, no separation. We just, everybody stays in jail together, okay? Stay together in jail. So I don't understand how Homeland Security and some of these fucks have only been around for 20 years. We're talking Bush era, like the early fucking 2000s, 2003 is when I believe he started Homeland Security. And so... When Katrina happened, I believe in 2005, hell of a job brownie is what he said to Michael, I guess, I think his name was Michael Brown, um, who was the head of fucking FEMA. These people did a terrible fucking job in, at, at Hurricane Katrina, and it was fucking terrible. People died, people lost their homes, people were displaced, like, it was terrible. So now you're adding on FEMA to an already terrible fucking, like, immigration system to help children when we haven't even addressed the fact that there's been a, like abuse in these fucking facilities. And what a lot of people don't understand is that the contracts are private fucking prison contracts. So these are private entities. You got a bunch of fucking like private companies. I'm sorry. Like it's the wild west out there. You don't know. You have no fucking clue. It's disgusting, Joe Biden. It's fucking disgusting. Fuck you. Congratulations on your stimulus bill passing. Uh, no, it's not the 2000. Um, it's 1400. Uh, no, there's no $15 minimum wage. Whatever. Um, He did something really good for, I believe, children and parents. There's a child credit of some sort. I think it's a maximum of $3,600 per child uh, for the year, which, good. I don't know what parents can do with that. Have you seen the prices to go to Disneyland? <laughs> I tried to take my sister to Legoland when she came to visit me in tw like 2016. <laughs> 2016, we went to Legoland. I'm like, big sis got it. And I was like, you want me to pay how much to come see some Legos? And then the food in there was so fucking expensive. I don't know how parents do it. I really don't. Like, I feel like every par parent has like a fucking like a scamming gig on the side. Um, but congratulations on that. The other thing that was good was um, dependents and students, I believe, now get $1,400. So that's good. 
Um, that's really good. And uh, the other thing that I saw was they're not taxing uh, 10,000, the first 10,000 from uh, your unemployment last year. So, huh? good, good. Um, and then the other thing is after decades and decades of the United States government being absolutely trash to black farmers, um, making them lose a lot of their farms and just like basically cutting them out of the fucking money that they're deserved and land that they're deserved. Um, he included some, um, good benefits for black farmers in, um, this stimulus bill. I think the Democrats <clears throat> for the longest time have needed to go the fuck hard or go home. And this was a vanilla latte. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing to pet me up without sugar, by the way. It's just, <laughs> um, just, you know, the aroma of vanilla and the color. There's nothing exciting here, folks. Enjoy it. It's a, it's a hot drink, you know, in the middle of a blizzard. Yes. Thanks. Um, so yeah, that was it for the fuck you Joe Biden report. I'm sure I'll be back next week to talk about your bitch ass. I hate you. Um, moving on to story number fucking three. Governors have fucking gone wild. So we have a situation here where fucking, what's his name? Ron DeSantis. A terrible human being. <laughs> I don't know if you know who Ron DeSantis is, but he happens to be the um, governor of Florida. So he has a situation that's very similar to um, Cuomo in New York, where they're saying, well, a John Hopkins University study showed that Florida's positivity rate was double whatever the state was saying uh, due to Florida not using the CDC or the WHO methods. Um, the Tampa Bay Times commissioned a study that found that Florida COVID deaths were anywhere from 17 to 50% higher than the state is reporting. I know that Republicans in the state of California are desperately, and some Democrats are desperately trying to get Gavin Newsom the fuck out of here. Um, but if you remember... Florida never really like closed down. It's the wild east over there. It never fucking like closed down. And he wasn't shutting down businesses and he didn't give a fuck. So think about these places with Republican um, governors because apparently the largest un. Uh, vaccinated group or anti-vaccination people are the Trumpers. And when you see how quickly they're trying to open shit up for what I think is spring break, that's some money. People are going to get a stimulus fucking check. They might want to hop on some flights. And I believe 1.3 million people over the fucking weekend, like hopped on some fucking flights. So they're starting to make money again. They need to start making money again. So some of these governors are being found out. You want to look good in front of the fucking cameras, but you're allowing your people to fucking die. 
Remember, we used to fucking make fun of China or not make fun of China, but talk about fucking China, talking about, oh, they're fucking lying about their numbers. We can't trust anything China's fucking saying. Look at us. Take a fucking good look at us. Disgusting. Absolutely fucking disgusting. Moving on to story number four. There's a lot of milestones last week, um, but on a, you know, the, the, the search or the fight for black liberation, um, through the black lives matter movement. Um, we have a couple updates on a few things and it's like, we have such a fucking long way to go. But last, the, uh, there would be four stories, but the, uh, the first one under story number four um, is it was the anniversary, sadly, or, or you know, it's been a year. I can't even say it's an anniversary. Like, it feels weird because that's something you celebrate. Um, it had been a year since they killed Breonna Taylor. And at least on my feed, it was these, you know, pictures of her we'd never seen before. You know, it just wasn't the same photo that we kept seeing, like, of her, like, you know, kind of, like, standing outside her car. Like, there was, you know, one with her and her sister when there were babies. And then I think, again, like, I don't know if it was a sister's wedding prom, but it was some fancy event. And um, then there were some videos. Like, you actually got to see her moving and dancing with her friends. And it was just like, ugh. She was just one of the girls, man. Just sad. So fucking sad. And it just, it's it's um, terrible because nobody's been charged. Nobody is like going to jail for killing her. Um, last week, her um, boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, uh, filed a federal lawsuit for violations of his constitutional rights. Um, and it was after he was just cleared of uh, the charges of shooting and wounding an officer after they came into their house, did not announce themselves, um, and then started shooting and shot Brianna. I don't understand. I don't understand. The second story was um, George George Floyd's family was awarded $27 million um, because the state or the city can say that they he didn't deserve to die. His life did matter. And here's $27 million of taxpayer money. Would rather do that than probably send Derek Chauvin to jail or to the fucking like to death row. I'm not like a death row kind of person, but uh, having still never watched that buddy the video fully, Derek Chauvin needs to be go out the same way. I like that is in, just it's not even inhumane; it's demonic. 
he's his trial has started and there's nothing to get excited about because we see these police officers exonerated over and over again and this one is going to be very interesting because that video even though we've had video before but that video for as long as it was the the most evil thing i think has ever been like captured as far as i've seen and i didn't even see it story number three I don't know if you've ever heard of Kendrick Johnson, but you need to look up this story. It was a young man um, who, black, he was um, found rolled up in a uh, wrestling mat at his school. Um, they coroner and the doctors and all the people at the time said it was um, not an accidental death. Uh, And yeah, something very strange, like where I guess they didn't see, they didn't see any um, foul play. Only the family didn't really believe it. So they had his body exhumed and when they went in for a second autopsy, they found newspapers inside him. So his organs were missing and the school and everybody is saying, we don't know what happened. Oh, this security footage from that day is just not, it's, we don't have it. The kids don't know anything. Um, the family sued. And then I believe the state, like countersued them for like a billion dollars, like something obscene. And then stories start to come out that there are these two boys whose one, I guess whose father happens to be a retired FBI agent. And one of the boys apparently confessed to killing him, hitting him with a dumbbell or something in the gym. And then this and then his father covered it up they've reopened that case after years years how insane very last story is not getting enough attention there's a man 43 year old from douglas county georgia Stephen Stiles, um, who was found, he was reported missing last month. On February 20th, the police, the police found his car with busted out windows, mud all over the place. And then, um, just a few, you know, feet away or very close to where the car was, they find him hanging and they've ruled it a suicide. The family and friends don't believe it's a suicide. His wallet was missing. His keys and wallet, I believe, were missing. Scary. And in our number five story, um, I don't know. It's like there's so many awards happening. <laughs> 
Although Oscars were just announced today and I don't know, nonsense. Um, and today actually with the Oscars, this kind of has to do with what the top story is. But um, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And somebody was like, well, then who is the lead actor in this movie? Good question. Nobody knows. <laughs> But anyway, uh, marketers are underpaying black influencers and um, even if they have like more followers than their white counterparts, they're being paid less. Um, all while like, you know, these companies are pushing forward the, you know, Black Lives Matter like agenda. Remember, Black Lives Matter is more than a movement. It's, 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 um, it's, a, it's a fact. <laughs> um, you know, it's not a belief, like it's just a fact. So you have to believe it at all times and not just, you know, pull it out when it's um, convenient. But this has to do with everywhere, whether it's, you know, the makeup girls, whether it's the um, all, all areas of social media, when you talk about the fashion novas and all these things, like, these are stories that black girls have been sharing on their, you know, on their platforms. And we're just like watching like, well, what can we do to support except, you know, continue like the support that we've been giving? Um, and what can we do to make these companies um, pay you what they owe you? And I see all of these black children starting, you know, the girl, the little girl that started the renegade on, you know, um, TikTok and how it made other white influencers that did her dance richer and give them shows and give them all this fucking shit. Meanwhile, the girl that started is just like, she's just there. It's creepy. All of this like fucking like, it's just like, you know, they're celebrating the Grammys and it's like, oh, best dance electronica like album. And it's like the first black artist to win it ever. Black people invented fucking dance music. They invented country music. They invented rock and roll, like R&B music, like rap, like all this shit. And we're just like, Post Malone can come and fucking perform <laughs> as a hip hop artist. And then the next minute he's just not, like he goes back to being like his weird quirky like self. It doesn't make any sense to me. The other thing is, Hollywood loses $10 billion annually when it ignores black talent. So all of this culture appropriation stuff that we speak about when it comes to Bruno, think about a young black artist that has basically been doing that act for a very long time and gets no play, but Bruno and his ambiguity and all of this, you know, other stuff can get paid for that same act. But they have to pay us what, like, we deserve, even when people get on front of the camera, most of the time, like they're only 11%, like 11% of like the fucking leads, like in all of these like shows and they're not getting paid as much money. Losing money, just trying to keep black people away from something that they probably fucking created. It's sick, I tell ya. I'm gonna see you next week on the America's Burning Report. Let's make sure I'm not that angry. I will be. I, I totally will be. <laughs> uh, 
an update on our um, Women's History Month um, segment. Uh, it's called These Men's is Trash. You can go look up some history, find some hidden figures that are women. That's not my job. I'm here to remind you why there is a Women's History Month. Update on some scumbags. First one. Governor Cuomo has had a six woman say that he fondled her in a very uh, sexual manner, an aggressive manner. Uh, also, uh, uh, six former employees say that they were called uh, soon after some of these allegations came out and they said that they felt intimidated. <laughs> okay. Since I reported on T.I. and Tiny on the 1st of March, um, new shit has happened. More women keep coming along, so good luck to them. Uh, Trey Songs was... Um, I don't watch the video, but the description is that he spit in two women's mouths during this pandemic. Gross. Um, and he also has some answering to do with whatever he did to Kiki Palmer. I don't like it. I haven't liked him since then. But um, the main story is England is having some shit go down. Um, <laughs> like Meghan Markle and them just started this bomb. And now I'm just like seeing all these stories like coming from England. But this is a really scary one. There was a woman... Uh, by the name of Sarah uh, Evard, who was killed when she was walking home. She's 33 years old, and a police officer has been charged in her murder. So now, as I'm reading on my timeline, another like person posts like, hey, while we're talking about the topic of women walking alone um, at night, we need to talk about blessing Ol Yuseng. She was 21. She was on the phone with her uh, boyfriend and she asked him to stay on the phone with her, stay on the line with her, um, and she was found dead. Apparently no police investigation has been, um, or a Scotland Yard investigation has been um, started. And let me have you guess why. Yes, blessing is black. Yes. Um but this has led to so many uh, protests in uh, England, and um, people are uh, very people in England are just fucking weird. But um, the other thing that they fucking started, which is super fucking creepy, is England said, "Hey guys, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna start. Um, we're gonna start having the girls." Um. At the bars, we're gonna we're gonna put um, undercover police officers uh, dressed in regular clothes to look out for women uh, that are you know there alone at the bars. And I'm like, that really rings like safety to you after one of your one of yours was just one of you police officers was just arrested and charged for murder. In the same scenario, you wanna you want more of that. It just seems like a strange response to me. I don't... In America here, what they do is they transfer you to a different city. 
you know, you get some death duty for like a, you know, like a week or so. Suspended with pay, you know? They actually charged them in England. Um, yeah, that's creepy. Everything is creepy about this month. And that's all I have to say about that. That was it for these men's is trash. Um, I believe the game also. I don't know what the fuck his slut-shaming ass was doing, but um, he was like, ask your girl challenge. Uh, all the, I guess, dick she sucks. If she put them in her mouth all at once, like how many would there be? Like, what, what, what even is that? What kind of scenarios are you whipping up in your head unless you're watching a gangbang? Like, what the fuck are you, what are, what are you doing? Ugh, and he's so hot. Stand still and look pretty. That was it for these men's is trash. I'll probably see you next week. This week in the Hose Mad Report, England is mad. The girl's mad. Uh, after Megan and Harry spoke to Oprah about a week ago, um, apparently their popularity went down in England, up in America. Because if it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Anyhow, the girls are mad. The girls are really mad. But the maddest of all the hoes is Kelly and Jack's mom, Ozzy's wife. Sharon, but I think she wants to be Karen Osborne. Um is on a show called The Talk, which is was the alternative to The View. It was started by, oh my God, it was um, Les Moonves, who is the CEO or was the CEO head of fucking CBS. His wife, Julie Chen, was the host of that show. Excuse me. But if you remember correctly, um, Les Moonves got caught up in the Me Too movement. So he had to quit. And out of solidarity, the wife went too. <laughs> I'd have been like, no, I'm good, babe. Listen, you enjoy your vacay. She she seemed like she really liked her job. Anyway, since she left, it looks like they've uh, uh, been doing a little, uh, you know, Destiny's Child 1998 action where they're just switching out girls, just switching out girls. The mainstays are um, Sharon Osbourne and uh, Cheryl Underwood. And, um, you know, Sharon Osbourne is technically like you would think like the Joy Behar, you know, she's older, you know, she cracks some jokes every so often. And she seems like she's really, if nothing else, just, you know, very um, neutral and, um, you know, doesn't say anything like crazy, but you mostly, I think, would agree with her. I see this because I don't, I, that's, I've only watched like a couple episodes of it. I am a The View fan. <laughs> like, that's, I, there's so much drama in that show. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Sharon Osbourne is because she's a Brit, 
is besties with Pierce Morgan. And she did this whole thing. Um, hold on, please. Selena. She gets $1,400 and thinks she can just walk around anywhere, you know? So she's big, big friends, big, huge uh, besties with uh, Pierce Morgan. And when he quit his show, allegedly, or possibly fired, who knows? Um, he, uh, as Sharon Osbourne tweeted, I stand with you, Pierce. Um, our job is to give our opinion and I believe in free speech or something like that. Like, okay, girl, support your friend. You know, sure. Your friend is also an asshole. Possibly heavy racists. So Shara, Shara Underwood on the show is like, hey, what do you think about, you know, of course you're entitled to your opinion, you know, whatever. But what do you think about, uh, or what do you have to say to people that, might say because you are supporting somebody that is being accused of being racist, you know, um, how, like, doesn't that also kind of make you racist as well if you're supporting a racist? And she's like, the white fragility locks in heavy. She completely shuts down the tears. The Karen tears are coming. She um, has... She's screaming out, educate me, educate me, because it's Black people's job to her. Um, she is 60 or 70-something years old. So, like, educate you where? You are a rich woman. Educate you where? And she goes, you know, I've always had, like, um, <laughs> I've always had support of the Black community. <laughs> and... Um, I need you to tell me like, and she's like, and don't cry talking to a grown black woman and don't cry. You explain it to me, explain it to me. And she's just being very combative, very just heavy on the Karen. Like she, she, she like drank extra Karen tea that morning. She had a Karen snack. Um, you know, she was like, she was heavy in the spirit. She really was. And goes off in a fucking, uh, curse word written, um, tantrum as they're going to fucking, um, commercial. And then she doubles down on Twitter and is basically calling everybody a fucking snowflake only for Holly Robinson, motherfucking Pete, who was on hanging with Mr. Fucking Cooper, Vanessa, a hot bitch. First of all, friends with Tina Knowles. I always see her commenting on Tina, uh, or I'm sorry, Tina Lawson, Beyonce's mom. I follow her on, on Instagram and uh, she's always like, they're always commenting. I was like, this is a cute little friendship. I like this. What is this? Um, Holly Robinson Pete was also on the show and she said that apparently Sharon got her fired and also called her to ghetto. So then naturally Sharon Osborne is like, but look at this letter she sent me um, after she left the show wishing me well, like, you're a powerful fucking white woman in the like in in the industry, and I'm pretty fucking sure like you didn't make it all fucking blatant in her face like a bitch. I'm getting you fired because of this. Like she knows how to fucking play the game, so she thinks. Well, she was nice to me after, so how how could she? How could she think that was racist? Leah Remini, who was also on the fucking show, seconded what uh, Holly Robinson Pete had to say. 
So then, Poom Pal surprise, like a few days later, an apology from Sharon. And then the talk goes on a hiatus uh, from Monday and Tuesday, no live shows, because Sharon was placed under investigation for some other shit, apparently. Because of that episode where she was so fucking ridiculous and rude and condescending to this black woman who was talking to her with such care, a luxury. I've been in so many situations where you have to think of every single scenario about what these white people are going to fucking think about you before you fucking respond. Because everybody's going to think you're a fucking crazy ass fucking nut. If you just happen to feel the anger that you feel when some fucking white woman or white man is belittling you in front of people and you have to think about the fact that if you pop off immediately, all of the shit she said becomes not like null and void. It's all about you being this angry fucking woman. I was disgusted. So rather than just suspending Sharon because she's the only one in, under investigation, nobody gets a check Monday, Tuesday. Nobody gets to work. Nobody. The power of white women's tears. The power. I, Sharon had, uh, you know, she tried to get Kelly. My cat is so, she's such an asshole. She's doing that thing where she runs around like the entire apartment. It's well, it's two, it's like one forty-five in the morning, and maybe the neighbors want to sleep. I don't know. We're upstairs. I don't know. I don't know what they hear, <laughs> bitch. Um, but there was this moment where she was trying to get Kelly Osborne on the View, and Kelly would show up on the View all the time, doing a bunch of different, like you know, guest hosting like gigs, and um, what ended up happening was she was on one day. And um, they're having a conversation about immigration and Kelly goes left. Like she's thinking I'm about to make the point of the fucking century um, because she was definitely pro immigration. And she was like, of course you have to treat people right. Of course you have to let, you know, um, <laughs> Mexican people in who else is going to clean your toilets. I don't think she's appeared on The View since. She's been real quiet. So these, you know, white families that grow up in these fucking privileged fucking little bubbles think that they're making such a good point on the side of freedom and on the side of the immigrant, on the side of the black woman. And they think they're like legit allies when in actuality they hold up the systems of white supremacy that allow fucking Pierce Morgan to get on fucking TV every single fucking day and just go hard at a fucking black woman for no absolute fucking reason other than the fact that she denied him. 
So it has nothing to do with the job at hand. It has everything to do with a personal issue with most of these fucking races have a personal fucking issue with black people that they haven't confronted yet. So it's like, who took your girl? Who did your mama run off with? (laughs) Why did she leave you for him? Like, I don't know, like some personal fucking issues. Sharon Osbourne was also like remind that somebody reminding us that she apparently said that Megan, like Megan Markle black wear. Like not with her skin color, like <laughs> allow to thrive. And if she gets to keep her fucking job, then I think we need to let Stacey Dash back in. Stacey Dash gave an interview to the the Daily, uh, the I think it was the Daily Mirror. I believe another UK paper. This is a UK segment, isn't it? Um, she gave an interview saying, "Hey, I'm really sorry that I supported Trump and I went on Fox News and was allowed to be seen as the angry black woman." I'm like, every Trump supporter is mad. Like they're mad. <laughs> they're angry. I never saw you as an angry black woman because that is a racist fucking stereotype, Stacey. You got to catch on, babe. You can't use their words to describe the fact that you were trying to collect a check, babe. It's okay. We saw through that. We just couldn't support you. You know? So in her apology, she goes on to say, you know, she made a mistake She was used, lied to, whatever. Who knows? And then also added on that she's ready to date black men again. And I'm like, why would you give up dating black men? What was, what was, what was that? You were just, I've been mad at white dudes before. Like I've declared I'm never dating another white dude. Making out with one that Thursday. You know what I mean? Like we all make like declarations, but like a, you know, a hot person is a hot person. You know what I mean? (laughs) I miss the days when I could make out with people at bars. It didn't happen that often, but you know, on the days it did. It's a good day in PB. Hmm. That was a good Halloween. Huh. Anywho, whatever. I don't care. Stacy, you know, I think what you should have realized is. Nobody but the black folks were giving you jobs. Like the whites weren't, haven't hired you since fucking Clueless. And before then you were on the fucking Cosby show. You were on the Fresh Prince of fucking Bel-Air. Like, you know, after that you were like a video vixen for fucking Kanye. Like, you know, like you, you had some shit like going, but, but it was black people giving you jobs. The whites were never fucking with you. So really sorry that you're turned to the right no longer yields any money because they don't need to use you as a fucking token black person that supports Trump. Good luck, girl. Jesus. Like, she just, she's had a hard year. I think she got arrested for some domestic violence shit. (laughs) And then I think I had to call her husband to bail her out. I'm like, oh, that's not, that seems. Imagine if you didn't. Like, you bitch, you beat me up. Now you want me to bail you out? But he did. I think they have children. Yeah, you know, you do that. Sometimes people fight, you know, um, uh, violence is never the answer, but it was nice of him to bail her out. <laughs> Whatever. Good luck, Stacey Dash. I still want to dress like Dion one day for Halloween. 
And if I ever meet like a white girlfriend that has like the same, like not girlfriend as in to date, I don't date white women. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sure, I, nope, nope, nope. Only black women. <laughs> sorry. Um, that's me being racist, but also white women have been very weird to me. I'm traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, never say never. Who's my crush right now? Do I have like any? I don't have any white girl crushes. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Huh, how sad. Or not. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Like, let's, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's, let's, let's end with the stuff, right? Uh, but fuck you, Sharon Osbourne and, um, whatever, Stacey Dash, you know? Oh, that's what I was saying. I would like somebody to dress up as, um, Cher. I could just dress up as Cher. I could do, uh, you know what? Two Halloween costumes in one night. Dress up as Dion and then dress up as Cher. Look at me, a fucking winner, a thinker. All right, that was it for Hoes Mad. Bye. Let's get on to the last segment. Finally in our Steph rant this week, Cranky Christians. Is Catholicism still falls under... Um, Christianity, right? I know they like to take certain things out of the Bible and whatnot, make it, you know, seem certain ways, you know. Um, no different than, I think, during slavery when they took out certain passages that talked about slaves and freedom. <laughs> Keep the enslaved Africans in line. Um, the Catholic Church this week, the, I'm sorry, the Vatican, the Vatican um, said they're no longer blessing same-sex unions. They've had it. I thought Francis, uh, you know, was on the gay side, but the Vatican is not the Pope. So there's that. Um, I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, church... Is not going to be a big part of my vetting, um, unless I were to like convert or something. I had a man ask me to marry him last year, and he asked me to convert. Like, no, didn't ask me to convert, but we have to go to like a a special ceremony for like his religion, and I was like, I, I, I am, I have a spouse, and I think I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I'm trying to add you to a rotation, my guy, marriage. <laughs> I can't do polygamy. <laughs> Polyamory, different story. Um, 2020 was a wild year. You know, I cut all my bitches off, you know? All of them. <laughs> it is solo stuff now, okay? So, um, but nonetheless, even like for like wedding planning purposes. I would like to have a wedding. Like I know I have a spouse now, but I'm also planning my next wedding. You know what I mean? Fun times. I'm planning on this one being like the big, a big one. And then maybe by marriage number four, you know, it's a different situation, maybe a beach wedding. 
you know, and then I'm trying to do just inch a little bit closer to Elizabeth Taylor. Was it eight times? Was she Catholic? Because I know they don't like divorce, so I'm pretty sure she, her unions weren't, weren't blessed. But I bet you her diamonds were. Anyway, um, go, like, seriously, go investigate some child abuse, Catholic Church. I'm always fascinated by the Catholic Church, like, just, like, constantly just still thriving. And I think the, like, my favorite fact about the Catholics was, like, now on the Supreme Court, we have more Catholics than anything. And then we have a Catholic president like in Joe Biden, like, I was just like, what Catholics? I imagine like um, chess is like the bishops, you know, or it's like the Vatican, you know what I mean? Um, and then I don't know who the Russians are just yet. Uh, China, who knows? <laughs> Maybe King right now. Uh, America, definitely, definitely um, the white queen. The, it's, she's white queen. Um, Africa and uh, black people all over the world. I imagine are the black queen and possibly black king. Um, during Women's History Month, you know, we just have to focus on the empowerment of women. I saw a report that said um, in all like um, tests in game warfare, the United States always loses to China. And I was like, der. Did you ever see the fucking Olympics, like when they were in Beijing, 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 yeah, Beijing? <laughs> um, that was the scariest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Like me growing up in a military family, just looking at formations and things like that. I'm just like, they could kick our ass in minutes. Like we're talking Battle of the Bastards. Like Jon Snow is in like we we have to come up for air because we're I think we're surrounded one out of every fucking five people live in fucking China and you think we're gonna win a fucking war? Are you dumb? But America is a Christian nation, a cranky but Christian nation. <laughs> uh, whatever. Who gives a fuck about the Vatican? But I feel like they are placing their peoples all around uh, in powerful positions. And I think that's fascinating. Um, but the big story this week was uh, an absolute family business drama that was brought into all of our business. Cause I was just, I was just checking my Twitter and I'm like, why is Kirk Franklin cussing? <laughs> like, what is this? Um, so Kirk Franklin, who is, I believe like a choir conductor is what I saw on his Wikipedia page. I believe he is 51 years old, looks very young, uh, a tiny man. I think he's uh, one of the hobbits. Um, and, uh, you know, do you want to start a revolution? If you didn't say whoop whoop right there, I don't know if I could trust you. Um, I, that first album, I don't do like, gospel music for the most part like it's not my thing i'm not like i'm not a, a christian i'm not I'm, i i you know i will listen i know some hymns you know i went to church i got the was baptist they scared me into baptizing myself with 13 but 13 was also the year that i left the church there were a lot of gross men there that would hit on me in very strange ways that i did not appreciate um everybody was a goddamn liar 
I hated how adults would, you know, you can't say like GD, you can't, you know, you can I couldn't even sing like Mary J. Blige, like I'm going down, like because it's talking about hell, uh, or I don't know what the fuck that was, but like I wasn't allowed to say any of those things, but the people that were telling me this would be going into church, like asking for forgiveness because they're sleeping with like a fucking married man or like cheating on their wife or just like gross. Like there were some, there were some pedophiles, like some people just, I'm like, why would you, why are you hitting on me? I am literally a child. It's really sick. I didn't like it. So I left like that same year and I was like, well, you scared me. And so like, cause I'm going to burn in hell if I don't get baptized. I'm like, I'm 13. I haven't even done anything. Yes. I stole a lipstick, but come on now. You know what I mean? Like God's not going to like banish me from Verona. Anyway, the church people are very um, judgmental. That's an, a thing that I didn't like about them, a thing that I don't like about them now. I don't like how easily people can deflect from bad behavior by saying, you know, it's in God's hands. Um, only God can judge me. I'm going to pray about it. Like, no, I need you to accept responsibility and accountability for what you just did or what you just said. And it's like they're so bold to judge you, but their behavior, because of their God, is unjudgeable. And I don't like that. And I don't like people that are um, such narcissists that they think that like God made them um, special. Have you ever talked to a narcissistic Christian? It's disgusting. Like I'm pretty sure God did not make you Midas. You think you got the golden touch? You're so in love with your fucking face? Or that's conceited, I guess. I guess narcissists, you know, Leos, you know. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um my sister's a Leo. <laughs> She's a very calm. As far as I know, she might be crazy to other people, but she seems like a really cool Leo. Um, Kirk Franklin, who, once again, his career, I did not necessarily keep up with it. Didn't have any feelings about the man whatsoever. But I did enjoy the stories that came out where it was like he came forward with a porn addiction. I was like, mm, okay, okay, that's, that's hey, it happens. <laughs> I don't know if mine is an addiction, but it's a very, very a strong and serious relationship. Um, it's, but I binge and then I stop for a while and then I binge again. And it, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. I've, I've been baptized, guys. Don't worry. I'm fine. Um, so I remember that story and then not really keeping up with him. So then all of a sudden, like a few weeks ago, I start seeing some stories like going around about, or it just, I've heard stories about, uh, his son. He has this older son and, uh, the son's not happy with him. And I'm like, yeah, you know, some of us are not happy with our parents either, you know? Uh, then... 
I'm on the Twitter, like I said, and there's this audio and video phones and he's cursing his son out, calling him <laughs> bitch ass N-word and that he's going to break his, or not break his neck or kill him. Something, something along the lines, I want to fuck you up. <laughs> so the kid had the son who is 32 years old. His name is Kirion was on Instagram basically posting old photos saying the last time that we took a family photo was 20, uh, 2006 and um I guess things just haven't been the same he's got this estranged you know relationship with his dad blah 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 Kurt after the um then this conversation happened and then Kirk the next day released an apology to his followers not his son his followers um, for them being subjected to listen to that, um, language and then said that there had been a history of a toxic relationship with the son and that, um, you know, they had tried to work through counseling, uh, counseling. And then the son responded saying, you have not been going to counseling. You don't even have a good relationship with TD Jakes. He was on the call too. I don't want to release the rest of it now. I don't want people to like, you know, go after this man, but everything that he said is all cap. I was like, okay, there's drama. Then there's the little sister and then I guess the youngest born. So this is the first born and then the youngest born, uh, a girl, a little girl named Kennedy, I guess they're fighting online not really communicating, but just kind of like yelling at each other. The brother at one point says, I know you miss me. Um, you know, you can come and kick it anytime, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, when have you reached out? My phone number has been the same since I was in middle school. And the responses online is basically what I want to talk about because it's once again, hypocr like hypocritical Christians, cranky Christians. Because everybody all of a sudden had a psychology degree. And they kept referring to it because he's going to be 33 in May. So they're like, he's 33 years old. He should have handled his relationship with his dad. And if he can't, he needs to go to counseling. But how dare he try to ruin the reputation of this man by releasing this footage, uh, this audio and blah, 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 blah. Like, well, when I saw the other um, posts from him, I said it's going to be so hard for people to believe that Kirk could even be mean to this kid because he's happy pre preacher dad, preacher celebrity, like, or not preacher, but, you know, gospel celebrity. You know, this is a man of God. You know, this is the, like, he has a very specific image and black people love him. So then when this came out, I was shocked at how many people were just you can clearly see that this is a painful situation and the son is hurting. So most of the people are like, I don't give a fuck what the fuck Kirk said. If he said it, then there's obviously a reason why he meant it and blah, blah, blah. Like stand culture. Like you're not even trying to consider that this young man is probably crying out for help for his, from his family, seeking love, seeking some sort of, he's seeking some sort of attention from his family. Um, and he's hurting. So why the pile on, especially when we heard this audio, I don't know what the fuck was said before, but I do know that this man has been speaking about the fact that he has issues with his dad. So maybe the dad should have tried a little bit harder to get in contact with him and talk to him before he 
went online. And maybe if he didn't go online, his dad wouldn't want to fucking talk to him. So Kirk is 51. Like I said, his son is going to be 33. And that would have made him basically 18 when Kirion was born. He was, Kirk was a teenage parent. He's no longer with the mom and he started a new family. And so you got a firstborn when you were a teenager and then you have this other family with a new woman and um, you have money now and you have respect and adoration from the public. You're a completely different person than that 18-year-old. So those kids, those new kids probably have a completely different dad than the 18-year-old this man was when this little kid was growing up. So when you think about it, I don't know if you've had a teen parent, but I did. I was the sub, like the the subject. I was the um result of a teen pregnancy. And my grandparents were very kind to my mother and said, "Why don't you go finish school? We're going to take care of this little one." And I had plenty of cousins and people to take care of me and where the first three years of my life, I didn't even know, like there was one point, like my mom came in and I didn't even recognize this woman. I'm like, Oh, Hey girl. <laughs> um, but she had gone on, you know, and she went to another like country to study. And, uh, next thing you know, she comes back and she's like, we're moving to America. I'm like, ah, okay. She moves me away from my grandparents and takes me in. We did not have the kindest of relationships, but I'm looking at this like I was, you know, when you're in single digits, I still remember all that shit. Like I remember all that shit. And then we moved to the United States. So my teenagers, like this woman was just like fucking like roasting me like every single fucking chance she got. And she never, she never seemed like she liked me, but I was always like provided for. I was an only child at that point. So I had, you know, my own room. I had like my own TV every time we had to go somewhere cool, like, and oh, we're going to Las Vegas. Oh, we're going to Disneyland. Oh, we're going to Universal Studios. Oh, we're going to the, you know, whatever. See, we're wherever the fuck we're going. Like, of course, like I, I'm, I'm going and they're paying for me, but I feel like some, especially like maybe black or African, like parents feel like, if you grew up in a situation where you had more than I did when I was younger, your life is automatically a lot better, but you never paid attention to me. You never tried to help me with any fucking homework. You never tried to talk to me about what was going on with me moving to this fucking new country and feeling so fucking like weird at fucking school and never talked to me about boys, never talked to me about dating, never talked to me about anything. It was just always kind of like, you roast me, you're mean to me, you hate me. <laughs> and I never understood. So by the time that I turned 18, I was the fuck out of there. It was so fucking stressful living in my mom's house. The anxiety, just like it was fucking stressful. And so I had some difficulties when she's turned over a new leaf and she's given her life to God. And, you know, my sister was born when I was 14. So like the first like fucking like five years of my sister's life, I was her main caretaker. <laughs> like 
any, like my mom decided, oh, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like when, who was her main babysitter? Who was like, you know, you got a kid that will stay home. Like I don't go part to parties because you fucking told me I, I can't. Uh, or like you, you just make it very difficult or like whatever the situation is. Like my mom was so bad. I remember, I think I was like 15 maybe and going to the fucking family dentist and I'm at the dentist first she wouldn't give me a ride there so I had my friend drop me off and they're like oh you have to pay and I was like I called my mom I was like they're asking me to pay and she's like well I'm like I don't I don't have a job like I'm 14 15 years old like what the fuck are you talking about like you want me to fucking pay for this and I remember she's like well I'm not paying it and I'm like, couldn't you have told me that like before I went? But she like it would like she almost like seemed to get off and like embarrassing you. But I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm a kid. I don't know any of this fucking shit. Like, what what is it giving you to be so mean? And so some of that shit, like when I was 18 and moving into like my 20s and going through my 20s, in my 20s, like I was just trying to work as hard as I could to get to the next level of work where I would never have to ask any of these fucking people for money. And I never had to return back to like, even think about going into like that woman's house. And it was like my driving, like motivation for me to, um, never turn around and be stuck in a position. Cause I hated the way that I felt in her house. Like I felt like a second class fucking citizen. I felt like trash all the time. There was no, like the only sort of um, support that I got was outside of the house because she created such a toxic environment where I couldn't even talk to my dad at that particular point. You know, my sister is like barely like learning how to fucking talk. So like, I'm, you know, there's no connection like there whatsoever. And then like the other, like my aunt came to live, um, uh, with us and my uncle did too. Next thing you know, she's treating them just like she was treating me. Like, oh, you didn't come home. Like by nine o'clock, I'm locking you out. We're sleeping on the fucking patio. Or I'm like, I have to rent a hotel room tonight. Like it was just all of this like really terrible fucking shit. So by the time that I was like in my like twenties, everything was fine. Cause I didn't have to think about it. I was so busy, focused on career and focused on like my marriage <laughs> and focused on, you know, my friends and everything else that by the time 30 hit, I was starting to have some difficulties with this relationship because I haven't seen her since 2006, actually, because she, I tried to give her a chance and then she just completely fucking blew it. And it was terrible. It was the worst night of like, like, oh my God, it was terrible. And, um, oh my God. But anyway, I, started to have a lot more difficulties because she would try to get in contact with me, but she would act like everything was fine. And I was like, no, it's, it's not fine. I have an issue with this and I need you to address this before I can move on. And after a while, she just started denying that any of these things happened. That didn't happen. I didn't do that. I've forgiven myself. I'm like, well, that's really sweet, but I haven't forgiven you. And you're also telling me that there's nothing to forgive you for because you didn't do anything when you actually did do stuff. And so it was frustrating because I felt like I, it was just gaslighting. And she would still try to pretend. So it's like adding like, you know, the Instagram, you want to post like mommy loves you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you, first of all, you don't, <laughs> I don't know what you think love is, but it's not this. And 
I had many, uh, you know, a tantrum. Um, maybe you just you drank a little too much this night. Maybe that, you know, that uh, that sniff hit a little too hard and I need to get this fucking like shit off my chest. And I would send her my anger and she would always just try to make it seem like it wasn't that big of a fucking deal. And I'm still dealing with that, but I learned that I just basically, I can't talk to her. That's the the only piece that I can get from that situation is like, if she's never going to acknowledge it, if she's never going to come talk to you on her own, you have to ignore the situation because it's torture for you to have somebody pretend like we have to live in Neverland or, you know, Wonderland um, to make her feel comfortable. And I'm just not willing to do that anymore. But I started thinking like about I was like, was she just like a terrible like person the entire time? And the answer is no. And I think it's so sad because she was brand new to this fucking country. I think they were like 26 or 27 when they moved here. So you have these two young people in their fucking 20s. My dad is in the military. He's been to America before he was born here. So um, he's coming back home and he knows how to fucking like work within America, but she doesn't. And he's gone all the time because he's in the fucking military the friends and things like that, like that she's making are also women from Africa that are also trying to figure it out. Um, and she's chasing this American dream. And I don't know who she ended up becoming in search of this American dream, but I believe that she has already had a conversation with herself about how she wants to continue on from here. That's my, I imagine that. Because it just doesn't make any sense to me, this detachment or disassociation with who she used to be. And I have younger siblings, one who I've never met that is now, I think, going to be like 13. <laughs> um, and it's crazy because they have absolutely no clue what I went through. But if they look at pictures, it's like where you are always going somewhere, you are always traveling. Like I did have stamps in my fucking passport, but I was being emotionally fucking like tortured so many fucking times. And I have yet to come to terms with that and I'm pushing 40. So I can only imagine, you know, this young man at 32 I've got a few, you know, a few years before I get to 40, but I can only imagine like, he's only just like, a, you know, a couple years, like younger than me. I can imagine the pain because I still feel the pain. And then to pick a, a, a like an, a, you know, a, a platform, any platform, like on social media to air out your stuff only to have a bunch of people yell at you and call you the problem because how dare this saint of a man that we all know do something like that. He would never, you must be the problem, has been my entire life with my mom, her brothers and sisters, her friends, everybody just saying it's just forgive him or forgive her. You just have to let it go and like... Thank you so much. Wow, this is such an easy fucking like response. Like that's such one why didn't I think of that? Because it's so fucking easy to let some shit go like child abuse. <laughs> Especially if you spent the majority of your life trying to run away from it 
Like when it's happening, you pretend that it doesn't exist. When you escape from the fucking shit, you know, you pretend that it doesn't hurt you anymore. And then eventually like you run out of time pretending and reality hits you and you sit down and you're like, I cannot sleep most nights because I'm not thinking about like some bad breakup that I had. I'm thinking about the fact that my mother hated me (laughs) or, and she's either too embarrassed to, to make amends or she still feels in some way justified in the treatment that she subjected me to. And I'll just stay up thinking about that shit. And it's like thinking about, oh, do I want to have like kids? I'm like, well, I don't want that shit to just like turn on one day. So no, I would never want to subject my daughter or my son like with that. And then I, I'm like, you have two younger siblings that seem okay. And I'm like, are they? <laughs> Truly, you know? Because I remember like that being being their age. It's, it, I did a lot of pretending. But things can just be fine. And it was just our relationship that was bad. You know what I mean? I pray for all people that are going through this shit, but if we're going to have a conversation about equality, I think there needs to be some grace that's given to black men that are dealing with problems with their fathers. It's okay for us to listen to Jay-Z records where he talks about his broken relationship with his father, but we're so quick to demonize this young man that is clearly going through it and his father is alive. And they can talk about it. Things can be so simple. We need to allow that grace to these young men, the future fathers. Because if they end up bitter, that anger is usually turned around on the the partners and on the children. And the cycle continues. Love and grace to everybody. We all deserve it. A helping hand. And some days could just be an ear. Let somebody vent. Let somebody be vulnerable. And we're not really allowing Black men to be vulnerable in a country that is already hunting them. Like they, they are going through trauma on so many different levels. So we cannot idolize this, you know, his father as a saint when we know that not all parents are saints. There's his truth, his truth, and then whatever the truth is. I love you guys. Um, I will talk to you next week. I hope you have a fabulous week. That was it for the stuff rant. Who knows what next week brings. Whatever it is, I hope you have a very lovely week. I love you. Bye.